Hi, this is Dylan. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hi, this is Andrew Sabo. You know, I can't think of anything I'd rather do than hang around with you for a time of humor and analysis. Then again, reusing other people's jokes is funny to me. Anyway, welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I have watched three sitcoms the whole way through. Which are? Steve. All right. Friends? Nope. Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Okay. Um, Frasier? No. Okay. One's, one's still airing. Oh, the, uh, oh, Superstore. Superstore? Oh, that's a good one. And the third one was on Nickelodeon. The Big Burger? <laughs> Freaking Josh. Oh, iCarly. There we go. Hi, Dylan. Andrew knows me very well. It's almost it's... like we've been podcasting for a year. <laughs> Welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are joined today by special guest, Drew Huber. There you go, right on time. Hey, I do what I can. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> who, who are you, Drew? Uh, I am a friend of Andrew and Dylan's. Um, that, that's maybe a strong word for it. <laughs> um, I am a senior at uh, Lancaster Bible College, which is why I'm on this episode. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a uh, we got a Bible major, guys. Yeah, well, I mean, what, your official major is, is pastoral, it pastoral ministry, ministry but yeah. to claim Bible scholar is yeah, it's rather bold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Much, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I took Bible classes, mm. so I have hey. also taken nursing classes. <laughs> Do you want me to stick needles in you? Probably nope. not. Please no, no, but he's got Greek pulled up on his laptop, so I think he qualifies. That's Hebrew. Fair. I that's as fair. soon as I said that, I was like, I'm Although gonna get there schooled. There is also Greek on this page, and that's so... going to that's gonna set him up perfectly for being the expert. <laughs> <laughs> Drew is the expert. Uh, we haven't we haven't done this for Thanks. other guests, but I feel like we should. What what's your uh, what's your history with Adventures in Odyssey? Well. <laughs> Uh, it's not non-existent, so I, I I did some adventures in Odyssey dabbling growing up. Uh, I wouldn't say that I was ever an avid listener or one that like listened to whole series or anything. But you I, weren't Andrew or Dylan. No, no. no. <laughs> but, but I have, but I have certainly had my my fair share of Odyssey experience. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's most people. Cause like I so. We've had Nathan on the pod before, mm-hmm. and Nathan was somebody that had listened to Adventure Nazi, didn't like it a ton, but had listened to like some of it. And then yep. uh, one of my friends, Kyle, has also been like interested in it, but like I kind of assumed that everybody that was into Odyssey was into it like I am, which is <laughs> very much not the case. Yeah, no. Surprisingly, no. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Dylan, it's okay. That's we still true. love Drew. We still love Dylan. Drew. It's okay. We still okay. I guess that sentence works, yeah. but it was yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't think that's weird what timing. To say. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So we're we're talking about episode three ninety nine, Bernard and Job. This is a strange episode. That yeah. was my thought. Like I I well you picked it. I did. Well, I didn't listen to it before oh, okay. I picked okay. it. I I looked through a list of names on Wikipedia. I think. Yeah. The AIO wiki. Uh, Thanks, Lee. <laughs> Shout out, okay. Lee. And so as I was hunting through, looking for something that I felt like I could actually talk about, this is the one that we came up with. Yeah, that's a very, that's a very interesting point because I feel like Job is, 
a very strange book in the Bible as far as, like, when it actually takes place and where it's in the Bible and the fact that, yeah. like, the story itself is, like, maybe seven chapters and the book itself <laughs> is, like, 40-something? 40 42. Yeah. Wow, I, th- I thought it was actually 50, but I was undershooting with 40. <laughs> Bernard, Bernard makes that comment about it being, like, 35 chapters he of does. philosophy, yeah. but I'll spare you guys from that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do we have any context for this episode, Dylan? Yeah. Um, so one, it's just it's one of the Bernard and episodes, mm-hmm. which there's a bunch of Bernard and insert biblical figure here, which are there. They do. They all do the same thing where we get like an audio drama e flashback into the story. That so it's different from episodes where someone is. Like the other Bible-based episode we told, which was the um, the Connie Noah episode, yeah, um, it's like those characters t- reenacting the story, yeah. Whereas like the Bernard and episodes are always like basically like I don't know. It's like They're... an imagination station where they don't really get to participate. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is it's it's this gap between like people retelling a story on one end and mm-hmm. the other end would be like imagination station where you're living in the story and this is in between where it's just like the story is being told mm-hmm. <laughs> by like, different voice actors and stuff like that and like yeah yeah and it's also like super straightforward sticks to the text yeah does, like, i mean really does it heavily. pull out like i mean it sounds like it's pulling straight from scripture i don't have the book of job memorized but <laughs> i did i did when I was listening to it, I thought that like, oh, that kind of sounds like Job, and I think that's the best way to put it. It's, yeah. it, it's Job text adjacent, adjacent. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like they take they take the themes or some like the keywords, uh, but yeah. like they'll add more or cut out pieces here and there um, gotcha. to make it fit right yeah. better so in the podcast. It's still an adaptation, but I think some of their other adaptations take more liberties. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. But yeah, um, the episode uh, first aired April 11th of 1998. Drew, were um, you alive then? I was not. Yeah, I no. am a 2000 baby. Yeah, that's right, same. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, and it's uh, episode five off of album 30, uh, Through Thick and Thin. Yeah. Um, which is an album I remember liking. Yeah, and then I, I looked through the episodes and was like I, like, I saw the cover art and was like, oh yeah, that's one I like. And then looked through the episodes and was like, are any of these like really good? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I very much feel that way. About I think it just—I think it's just the fact that Eugene was on the cover meant mm-hmm. that like I had attachment to it. Hmm. Um, but real. and then crazily, this is our first episode we're covering that's written and directed by Phil Lawler. Wow. I mean, I guess considering the stuff that we've covered. Yeah, he was on an extended hiatus, basically from like episode like 450 to episode 700 or something which is most of what we've covered yeah (laughs) so it makes sense but he's like written 200 plus episode directed over 350 yeah but he left for a while to go make 321 penguins all right i'm gonna roll the promo yeah heck yeah 
Why do bad things happen to good people? On the next Adventure in Odyssey, Lisa and Nick want to know why God allows suffering. So Bernard presents them with the story of Job. He lost his family, his possessions, and his health, but not his faith in God, because he discovered the secret of surviving tough times. And you will too, when you tune in to the next Adventure in Odyssey. Can I just say, <laughs> what was that? I have, I have so many things in my head. The first and probably most important is, why? It was like very like sensual. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Like it seems like the music that's playing in like, did you ever see that show Seventh Heaven? I'm yeah. familiar. Yeah, like like one of those really old ABC family sitcoms when the kid's <laughs> having their first kiss after like spending yeah. the whole episode yes. making out with a teddy bear. Like, well, <laughs> like that's that's what this is. Well, like parts of it reminded me of the uh, Twin Peaks theme song. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that actually... But like, it's just this like ambient slow jam and rather than him doing like radio voice, he's doing like... Yeah. I now grab your partner by the waist. Like like <laughs> right, we're getting like ready for a slow jam. Yeah, <laughs> well I guess it is radio voice, but it's like now it's become like late night radio yeah. Yeah. instead of like morning talk radio, which he normally is. Yeah. Uh, this is <laughs> Yeah. This is some Nick at night crap right here. <laughs> and even like I don't know, his big like Job figured out the secret to surviving tough times. And you can too. (laughs) Stay tuned after these advertisers. Like, I was definitely ready for that. And you know the advertiser is going to be like Dietz and Watson's Meats or something like that. Like, it's going to be different. (laughs) That is not the vibe of of radio promos on that channel. (laughs) Can we rewind to the part where you just said Dietz and Watson's Meats? No, Meats. No, Meats. Oh, that makes way more sense. I was like, Andrew, they're a meat company. Why why would they sell? beats because <laughs> they're secretly owned by dwight Schrute. ah that's what you didn't get she doesn't watch the office you don't watch the no nope. never seen it not even once anywho <laughs> the episode begins with uh bernard and lisa right yeah no, well, bernard no, and the mom and tracy tracy oh tracy yeah i listen so to this thing mulligan if Mrs. you're mulligan, Andrew. If you for me. can say i've listened to this three times and i still missed her name <laughs> I don't know yeah. that it's said in the episode. It is, because she's like, call me, and then I keep... I thought it was like, call me Lisa. Blank. No, it was Tracy. Le- Lisa's, Lisa's the, the daughter. daughter. Uh, uh, wow. Lisa, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, mean to right. hit your dog. Yeah, yeah, that does happen. Anywho. <laughs> Getting ahead um, of ourselves. So yeah, so Bernard's at the Mulligan's farm. Doing um, something. Yeah, is he just, he's washing windows? I mean, that's his job. Yeah, he's washing I don't know why he's washing windows. windows. (laughs) Washing house windows? It sounded almost like he was, like, doing yard work. But I guess if Bernard's job is window washing, that makes sense. But also less sense Uh, than doing yard work on a farm. That's exactly it. He does have a power washer. Like, he does do yeah, that, too. Yeah, so maybe mm. he was hosing like, down. Like, he could have been, like, power washing their patio or their barn right. or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. that fence, that's perhaps. That's fair. There you go. That's my deep canon knowledge coming back (laughs) from that one episode where uh, Bernard, somebody breaks the window with Bernard's power washer. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that Nick? Who is that? It's 
I mean, it's probably Nick. Actually, I think it's one of the kids. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know which one, because there's too many. There's too many. <laughs> Anywho, Bernard and Tracy are, like, very friendly with each other. Yeah. yeah no, it seems like, no. Call me Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, very uncomfortable by it. Well, and, and the, way, the way Bernard comes back in and, like, we're, like... Um, he pulls Nick and Lisa away. Yeah, yeah. it's Later, very dad. It feels very parental. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and even like, no, I'll go talk to Lisa. Like she's, yeah. I'll go talk to you. Don't worry. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you're, you're, th- a, that's their mom. Like you are stranger adjacent. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At best, a power washer, and yeah, at worst, yeah. a window washer for a barn. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'm very yeah. confused. The nature of that. So basically, uh, they're they're talking, and then Nick hits the dog, hits Wolf, their new dog. The scabies, flea-infested stray dog with no teeth. He has no... I missed that part. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Does he have no teeth, or is he missing teeth? He has, quote, very few teeth. Ah, okay. So, (laughs) yes, and. (laughs) They, uh... Yeah. And they named him Wolf. Yeah. And, and Bernard they... has a kick out of that. Yeah. It's like, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Nick later razzes on the name as well, where he's yeah. like, I don't hate the dog. I just hate the name. And I'm like, Wolf is such a good dog name, though. Yeah. Come here, Wolf. Wolfie. Come on. That's great. Wolfie. A G- I yeah, love and Wolf like, as yeah. a name. And, oh, and then, so Nick's explanation for hitting the dog was, I was practicing driving, moving it back, back and, and forward. <laughs> I'm like, are you just shifting from reverse to drive, like going five feet each direction? I, that's I, exactly I, what it sounds. That's exactly what it sounds going like. Going backwards and forwards, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is. Just like you said, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, he. There are no winners in this episode. No, <laughs> everyone really comes out looking like a butt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Bernard is a pretty... No, Ber- Bernard does pretty good, except for when he parents. Yes. Yeah. That I mean, he does it well. Yeah. It's just a weird I choice. I that's yeah. not your job. Yeah. Like the, my... mom, the mom loses the dog. The daughter is just a butt. Yeah. And Nick runs over a dog. So, I mean, there is no... Yeah. And he's like kind of apologetic but doesn't really seem to care yeah he's like very indifferent about it he's like like, i'm sorry i didn't mean it like i wasn't trying it yeah yeah. Yeah, it uh, and he's like i didn't run it over i just hit it (laughs) yeah like what is this yeah it's it's weird too that they went with a dog like the most like sympathetic of animals right like if if he had hit a pet cat i wouldn't feel like it's still a bummer but like I'm more forgiving because, like, farm cats. This is, I get she just got the dog and it was a stray and all that and it looks gross. But she loves animals. But, like, a a dog seems, like, way more... Very sympathetic to sacrifice for plot. (laughs) Like, right, it's just such... That's like saying, like, we got a baby elephant and Nick hit it with a car. (laughs) Killed it dead. The and, elephant dead. And knowing the Mulligan's farm, they could have a baby elephant. Don't they get an elephant at one point? Isn't that canon? <laughs> they get a bunch of zoo animals. Yeah, they get a bunch of zoo animals. Like they get a, I know they get an ostrich or like an emu. Like they're, I'm pretty sure they actually have an elephant yeah. at some point. Oh yeah. Oh, it, 
yeah, that happens. There's a bunch of, like, weird, like, this is such a, while the episode's centered around the Mulligan family, it, like, glosses over so much. Because I guess the assumption is you're listening to these episodes together and whatnot, yeah. and you already know who they are. But, like, they have this farm. You barely hear it later on, but Nick's adopted. Yeah. Um, See, I whereas, didn't know that. But So he calls... He refers to Tracy as Ms. Mulligan at one yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I was like, that's kind of odd. And also, and there's no way you picked up on this because it's crazily glossed over, but Lisa is blind. Oh, oh I forgot. I didn't that. know that at all. I don't know if that changes how I feel about that anything, but also why she what? likes the dog so much. <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, on one hand, like, cool to not like really like ham- try and drive that home like it's but just then, like, when bernard hand. almost falls later how does she know <laughs> what well because he makes the noise uh, it seems so much crueler then yeah. when you realize that he was just faking her out with the noise but also she climbed up on this hayloft <laughs> yeah, yeah how do you i mean i get okay i know blind people are able to do a lot and like yeah that just feels like a really dangerous place to be <laughs> yeah for like yeah. a a young girl who's unable to see, and then Bernard pulling this terrible stunt. Right. Yeah, like maybe Bernard isn't the good guy. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. It was to the point where I was like, "Am I remembering this wrong? Has this not happened yet?" And like, I combed the wiki, and there are episodes before and after this that address her blindness. Yeah. So it's not like she like it's not like this was a thing that was added in later. Yeah. yeah. But it's just not really discussed in this episode. Which is and both cool like it... and also kind of terrifying. Yeah. In light of some of the things that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so basically what ends up happening is Lisa has apparently had a very rough week. Yep. They go inside after, you know, uh, everything that goes down with the dog. And... Yeah. Well, Bernard, she, Lisa and Nick are like fighting about yeah. it in front of the mom, in front of Tracy. Who's and then... trying to take care of the dog. Is Tracy yep. a like vet or something yes. like that? Okay. Yes. Yes. That yes. also makes a lot more yep. sense why he was like, she's just doing her job. Okay. Yeah, yes. Cool. 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 <laughs> cool. And then, uh, yeah. And then Bernard's like, Nick, Lisa. Come with me. Like, yeah. And he's just basically yeah. like, and they're like, going no. to talk the They're like complaining about it. He's like, stop. Come. Now. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, wow. <laughs> All right. Father it's, Bernard. I was going to yeah. say, it's very paternal of you, Bernard. <laughs> and A he man. doesn't have any kids. No, he does not. Okay. I guess. All the kids of Odyssey are his. <laughs> Bernard then basically pulls them aside and then yep. and starts telling... The yeah. story of Joe. <laughs> Does, like, the absolute worst move to someone who is currently grieving, where she's right? like, here are all the things that are that are bad in my life. Like, my life's so tough, nothing's fair. And he's like, well, look, you could have it a lot worse. Yeah. You want to see the person who had it the worst in history? Let's go do that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like a joke. It's like, like, man, that's not how you comfort someone. Yeah, this yeah. is a rough story. Like, I, like, just even in the Bible, I think the story of Job is like, it's, it's rough. Yeah, I, and I mean, I mean, even like what you were saying, Dylan, like, oh, you're having a rough time? Let me tell you about this guy. Like, yeah, not like Jesus loves you. He's always there yeah, for you. Like, yeah. no, sometimes like, God allows horrible things to now, happen. To now, you. on one hand, like I understand, like sometimes it can be helpful to you know relate to someone on like the same level or like yeah. have that kind of thing. But like this is not that. This is very <laughs> no. much like, hey, 
he's got worse. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's it's like, definitely... your problems are nothing. This, this like... guy had everyone he loved die. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, you know, if you have diabetes and you go to the hospital and get your foot chopped off, and they're like, you know, I'm really upset, doctor. Like, this really sucks. And he's like, well, you could have leukemia. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, oh, and like, what? I only, I've only had one counseling class. So, like, don't take this as, you know, law. But, like, one of the things we talked about is don't marginalize the patient's thoughts. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's pretty important. Yeah, And that exactly. feels like what Bernard's doing. Yeah. Uh, and then he basically starts the story, which in a strange way, by saying that Joe was a patriarch. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Nick is like, oh, he played for New England? <laughs> which... What? I'm guessing that the joke came first and they yes. had to set it up. But <laughs> they like, they also clearly what? had to set up that joke uh, and like Like who in the White Writers room was like, this is hilarious. We need Do this you know in what this episode. sounds like? I have a, a feeling that team. they just have a long list of jokes for Nick. Yeah. <laughs> and that was there just on there in every episode they're like all right, let's pick up a couple. All right, let's throw those ones in. Bill Waller <laughs> stays up late at night. Like, you know, you hear comedians, like, writing one joke before they go to bed. It's just Nick jokes. He keeps in <laughs> a folder. Yeah. If that's oh. actually the case, somebody tweet at us, because that's amazing. <laughs> there are, like, I would love to know. There are three great Nick jokes back to back to back. Oh, yeah. 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 It was like a little Comedy Central <laughs> bit, bit for him. Yeah. Where he's like... Where he's like, J-O-B spells job. Yeah. <laughs> and then was... they talk about, like, he lived in Uz, and he's like, as in the wonderful yeah. wizard of. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's even better, because at that point, Bernard's just over it, and he's like, no. <laughs> and then just, like, goes back into the story. Now, speaking of Uz, just a note. Yes. Uz is actually just Saudi Arabia. Oh. Yeah. So... Like, the whole country? Like, it's east of the Jordan. Yes. Uh, so, and it doesn't necessarily specify, like, that's a, I mean, this is from the patriarchal period, where there's not a ton of records around, um, but as far as you can understand it, us is, like, east of the Jordan, and then into, like, Saudi Arabia, potentially, but, like, it's not, like, nailed down. It's, like, it's oh, not like yeah. a city, it's like yeah. a big, it's, big place. It's a whole it's a land. area. Yeah. The land of us. <laughs> Like yeah. the wonderful wizard of. Yeah. Okay. This is and this is a thing that I need I need your biblical knowledge on. Oh boy. When does the story of Job take place con- chronologically within the spectrum of the Bible? Because I have heard that it takes place in like around Genesis period. Yes. And is that? I mean, that's. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so kind of um the the whole. Ordering the Bible chronologically is very difficult, especially in the Old Testament, until you get it to like first and second Kings, first and right. second Sam like where once you get to the ones genealogy. where they start <laughs> doing like histories and genealogies, like it's way it easier boring. to like that's when we know when stuff takes place. <laughs> exactly. Um But when you get to things like Job, which especially Job, because of how it was written, like it's definitely written like as literature. It wasn't necessarily just written as like an account of something. Yeah. Like, there's definitely, like, a story behind it and, like, an understanding of a concept. Yeah. Uh, which which puts it in the clump of wisdom literature, which, if you want to, we can talk about later. But this idea of, like, giving it a chronological date's really hard to do. Yeah. But because of us, uh, we can put it, like, around 
Abrahamic time mm-hmm. uh, because it talks about Abraham's father is Uz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the land of Uz, it could make sense that it's Abraham's yeah, father's yeah. land, like gotcha. that kind of thing. Um, That's a lot of but, land. But you could you can argue that as much as you want. I, I would say probably around Genesis. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's that's what I've heard, but that's why I asked you. Yeah. It, so, it, it could even be something where it's like either just a little bit after Abraham or even during Abraham's time. Because if you mm-hmm. remember with Abraham, he goes down to Egypt mm-hmm. uh, and then comes back up. So there's some scholars who think it actually happens during that time. Like while Abraham's in Egypt, mm-hmm. like there's no one in the land. Um, and so, you know, he... Job is the one that's in the land uh, and potentially either a descendant of us or in some way, you know, able to be in this land. But the Old Testament is actually whack, though. Like first (laughs) Kings, second Kings, first and second Chronicles. Like I I get that those chronicle different things, but like there is so much in the Bible that is like very clearly like written chronologically. Like we get Genesis and then Genesis leads into Exodus and Exodus like Leviticus and Exodus are very similar yeah. numbers. Like you very get this sense of cohesion and then into Joshua, like you can very much trace it. And then the farther away from the beginning you get, it's just kind of like, when is this actually like, these are two. Okay. So there's two different kingdoms that we're following now. Like we've got, we've got Chronicles, we've got Kings Psalms happened. And that was like way, way back. And it's like 120 something, you know, chapters and there's isaiah which is when is that yeah like and we get the minor prophets and then we have job yeah <laughs> like job is towards the end of the new testament or, or the old, old, old testament <laughs> and actually it's i love not, jesus um if so, i remember correctly job is joe job is before psalms so it's actually closer to the beginning than the end of the old testament God. Right, right. It's, it happens right. before all the prophets, and yeah. it's yeah. it's the kickoff of the wisdom literature. Yeah, it's whack. <laughs> yeah, no the the whole trying to like wrap your it, head around when stuff is happening. Yeah, and like this whole like chronological Bible thing, man. No, is it that important? Right. Well, that's exactly like who, like like I understand like some stuff is great to know general context. Yeah, but. There's a reason the books are structured more thematically than chronologically. Well, actually... Oh, no. Something that might be interesting to you. Yes, I'm scared. scared. <laughs> I know. No, I'm not um, the, the way that the books are ordered now in the Old Testament actually differs greatly from the Jewish Old oh, Testament. of course. So the Jews have it... So in... Ah, um, oh, shoot. In the New Testament, when Jesus talks about, you know, from Genesis to... I think he says like Second Chronicles or something. Like that's actually how the Jews have their Old Testament set up. So he's actually talking about like beginning to end. Gotcha. But for us, like Second Chronicles happens like in the first in, half. So yeah, it's in like, the middle. well, what about the prophets? Because like that's where they talk about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're really big into that. Like, but like, so I I don't have it memorized. But it would be interesting to see where they put Job in the Hebrew right. Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. But it is worth noting that in both Old Testaments, the Pentateuch, first five. Right. Uh, are always stuck together because it's one literary work right uh, as far as most people understand it yeah and that was done by the same author yes it is often assumed to be done by moses Moses. yeah that's that's what Uh, i've with perhaps the last chapter so when moses leaves done by joshua okay but that's 
Yo, can you imagine, though, like, when God comes down from heaven and, like, he's like, okay, you need to write about, like, stuff that you've, that you've gone through so that people can learn from it. And then he starts giving you the story of creation and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That makes so much sense now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I'm like, so glad I'm not a biblical author. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine, well, imagine tying it back into Job. Imagine writing down the beginning of Job where it's God and Satan up in heaven duking oh, yeah. it out, like having a mm-hmm. chat. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like... that's an excellent segue back into this because job is an interesting case in where like is it the only time in the bible that we see like god and satan having a dialogue yes it is as as far as i I remember some sort of metaphors in like revelation and whatever yeah revelation Revelation has probably the closest thing but as far as i remember like, um, (laughs) like that's the clearest picture i've ever gotten of like hell is a fiery place down there and satan's down there and then you know heaven's the the nice place up there the good place yeah (laughs) and that's where god is and yeah and satan can just come up and yeah you know chat with god and you know start a contest yeah like like, there's like a council of angels and like oh my gosh see well that's and that's an interesting point because i don't the way that adventures and odyssey handles it is very <laughs> interesting yeah i didn't like it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was not a fan so go into what what they say and then what you think so he talks about it like satan just kind of like walks up and god's like what are you doing here like yeah, how's it yeah. going like, and then Lucifer, satan's right? like i'm doing all right and then i've been prowling around just doing yeah. my thing yeah. and then god's like yo you seen job pretty dope right <laughs> and then satan's like well of course like and they have this dialogue and it almost feels like satan's like goading god mm-hmm. and yes. like tricks him into this yeah which like definitely isn't Not what happens yeah. <laughs> like and i feel like that that makes satan more powerful and god less yeah it, i think that their depiction puts god in a very bad light exactly like it, it almost makes god like it doesn't display his confidence in job very well exactly and like i think it, that's right. that's the difference between the biblical text where it talks about like you know god saying that job is this amazing servant who will always be faithful yeah. and i believe in him and i trust like he doesn't say that explicitly but like if you read the text right. like it it very much it points towards that exactly as opposed to in this story where he's just like yo seen job and then he's like, feels like twi- Satan has like twisted his arm into like, oh, I guess you can do this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we should point out too that uh, the AIO wiki has no idea who voiced Satan, which is really <laughs> disappointing. But God is voiced by Corey Burton. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, favorite of me. Yeah, there's a and honestly that scene is really good sound engineering. I like, love the way that like it's like pacing and God starts. is very ethereal and like it, it's got it's got like all this like heavy ambient noise. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's just, like, it's really cool, and it also has, like, like, it portrays a dark, much darker feel mm-hmm. yes. than I think of, like, the yeah. throne room of God as being. Yeah. Like, rather than these angels, like, oh, in the background yeah, and, yeah. like, trumpets playing, it's like, Bwah. like, it's yeah, got, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. It feels very like uh, like the battle between um, Yoda and Count Dooku <laughs> in the exactly. second uh, star wars movies like like Mm. very dark like with like 
weird lights that are coming from somewhere, but we don't yeah. really know where. Yeah, it definitely does portray like a different kind of view of yeah, not even just the throne room, but like of that kind of interaction. And even like, I don't know how he portrayed it is like the story. I mean, like just, yeah. you know, Satan's just coming up. Like it's not just Satan coming up. Like there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord is how Job puts it. And Satan also... And also, and Satan also came among them. So it's not just yeah. like, you know, Satan just has access to the throne room whenever he wants. It's more like they they came to present themselves likely for worship and praise and all that stuff. Right. And then Satan also came up. Like Yeah. Well, and he does, Bernard does kind of say that later. Because, like, when he's wrapping up, he mentions, like, the angels coming up and also Satan. Yeah. yeah. Which is... That is true. I, which is, I think drawing from that part of the scripture but but yeah. yeah and so it as we like as we've discussed like so their depiction of what this story is is very like like you said like text adjacent um in that it sounds like it's scripture and they kind of go through it and it comes across to the audience like it's like like scripture yeah. uh which is you know, kind of dangerous to a certain thing where it's like yeah. mincing words and paraphrasing the Bible is mm-hmm. sometimes very helpful and sometimes very destructive, uh, depending on how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but overall, I feel like they, like, I, it's very immersive. Yeah. Like, it's really good from, like, the audio drama perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But kind of like we talked about in the beginning, it toes a line of trying to sound very scriptural while being a paraphrase. Yeah. Whereas, like, I kind of prefer it when Odyssey takes the lane of, like, this is, like, we are using setting and background details from mm-hmm. this, but we're telling our own story, kind of. Yeah. Whereas this feels like, well, we're just, like, doing our own translation, but it also has more of an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And that's especially towards the end. Like they're clearly weaving it together because they've got a theme that they want to tell. And they're like, well, here's the scripture we're going to pull from for that theme. Yeah. And you can even see. Yeah. Which is a really, that's called eisegesis, folks. And that's a bad game to play. You want to do something called exegesis. That means pull out. Yeah. Yeah. Using the Bible for your agenda and weaponizing it is rough that's called and, catholicism <laughs> oh, 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 oh. and this, take that constantine <laughs> and like for the record this is like the lowest dosage of yes, doing that yes sort of yeah, thing. absolutely yeah. but, but i will say in and we'll talk about this later when we get to that part i again i'm getting ahead of myself because yeah. i'm excited but when it yeah. talks about like this is just full of a bunch of good philosophy i'll just give you the highlights <laughs> no you miss like some key pieces <laughs> yeah. like, that are integral to the understanding of why all these other things happen at the like yeah. i have some of them written down but like you're really missing out dude well, i know i was like i was like all right it's been a while since i've read through job but like i don't remember it as the beginning's a story and then there's a bunch of chapters that are unrelated and then there's a conclusion yeah like i kind of remember it as there's a whole story with, like, monologues interspersed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and, and again, that's, like, one of those strange things about Job where it's, like, the way that it's written, it's not 
it'd be like if it'd be like Exodus, except for interjecting like every ten chapters, there's just like some random guy talking to Moses for like seventy verses. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very it's very literary in that sense of like just people like having discussion and like there are a lot of uh other wisdom literature texts that kind of mirror this format Mm -hmm. of like a proposition discussion by different people conclusion resolution like that's that's a pretty common way of understanding like some types of wisdom literature because it's not just biblical wisdom lit like there's wisdom lit in egypt which mm-hmm. is some of the oldest like they have it all sorts of places so like this idea of it's like socrates but before that happened mm-hmm. gotcha yeah, yeah so yeah and yeah the, the general structure of job is like bad stuff happens to job people come up and talk to job yeah job talks to them job is right the people are wrong next part but job yeah. isn't like no he's right. not but, but he kind of is. <laughs> like, he didn't do anything like, wrong. Like but, he then he but then he did. But then he did do something wrong in saying he didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah and that's, and that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, this is such a strange book within the Bible in that it's yeah. like, yeah. so Job didn't do anything wrong, but in believing that he didn't deserve it because he didn't do anything wrong, he, he was did something wrong. wrong. <laughs> yes. Which is like, I mean, is there another point in the Bible when that happens? Can you think of one off the top of your head? Because I, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, maybe, well, like, the pride of some of the kings, maybe, or I, something like I that. I was going to even say, um, then, you know, showed through actions of failure, like, even, you know, yeah, Saul and David and, and even and Solomon and stuff like that, like, yeah. they, with their pride, was also matched with, like... And their self-righteousness was also matched with, like, sinful actions and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I will like, say, like, it does seem... I, I think the kings are probably our best, or our closest relation to this. And, like, Solomon especially, like, did a lot of things really right. But his biggest issue was his pride. Yep. And then his pride ended up having him being swayed by women and having a whole bunch of other right. issues that ended up from that. And I think if Job had continued to take this to its conclusion like mm-hmm. if god had not done that and joe yeah. was like i am righteous god doesn't have the right to do this right. you know i i wish i would rather di-. like all these things that he's talking about i think if he continued in that it could result in similar things to solomon so i think yeah. in the same way that job's pride is his sin i think pride is a huge sin that a lot of people have i deal with it like yeah, it, too. it can if you let it simmer, like it can grow into other things, which is yeah. what happened with Solomon. And I think what could have happened had with Job not Job, had yeah. God literally step in and like smack him. <laughs> Brace yourself. Yeah. Like Brace yourself man. like a man. Like, and that. <laughs> and prepare for battle. I will question you and you will answer. Yikes. <laughs> That is the big yikes. If the if, if the Lord of Lords descends on a cloud and says, dress yourself for battle, like, Job needs a new piece of linen on his whatever. Like, you pee yourself in that moment. Yeah. All right. So back to the actual plot of the story here. Uh, he then tells them about Job losing everything. Yep. Uh, and so that's... 
correct, right? The, yeah, that, that happened. And that yeah. happened almost identical. Like, that was yeah. probably the closest text-to-story ratio. Yep. What I, what I love about this segment is it's just person after person running up to him and oh, recording Lord, the stuff. No. Right. Yeah, Which yeah. is like how it reads in the yeah. Bible too. Yeah. yeah. But the the kicker for me is that they got the same guy to do the voice of nearly every one of those no. guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy named Scott Rummel and he it's just him over and over again. <laughs> and then every once in a while they pepper in a Paul Herlinger. Yeah. Oh man. Oh and I guess we should also point out that uh that Job is being voiced by Walker Edmonston, but he's just doing his Bart voice. Yeah, yeah, that's just Bart Rathbun right there. <laughs> Which, Bart is so far from Job as a character in the show. But it's, it's a great... It's such a... I think because Bart's so far from Job, the voice is so, like, contrary to what you're expecting. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. It's just... Yeah, it doesn't stop. Like it. it I love it. I absolutely love it. And then, yeah, I did. I did want to note one thing with this. With this particular bit, Job's response. Like, so it doesn't. It doesn't say if Job said anything right right after this, but like in the in the media when it's happening, he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Which and, and, it's, and it's really... only after all of it happens and it's kind of like fade to black of like yeah. scene transition. It's just oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're in a weird position because they because they're doing like an audio drama version yeah. of it. They yeah. have to have him react in some way. Yeah. Otherwise, it's really weird. Yeah. But yeah. like, how do you have the man react? And they went with. and and the one other thing i wanted to talk about is verses 20 to 22 in chapter one where it talks about job's actual like physical response as opposed to what the story missed so like it talks the story did talk about him glorifying god and worshiping and that was it's good like that's what he does but like i don't know the way that he does it and like seems to be way way more powerful in the biblical text like, he tears his robe, he shaves his head, he falls on the ground and worships. And he says, naked I came from my mother's room, and naked I shall return. And that's where it stops in the audio recording. But the next yep. sentence is like the best. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Like, that's the worship part. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like you could spare <laughs> the 10 seconds to say the part that explicitly <laughs> proves the point. That you were trying to guy. say, yeah, yeah. No, that's that is a fair criticism. And and in verse twenty two, and this this will play out later. Like at this point, it says that in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. So at this point, Job is still blameless, yep. yeah. which is worth noting because mm-hmm. yep. eventually he's not. So mm-hmm. finding yeah. that turning point, we know it's not at this point. So Job is lost stuff, and he's still okay. Yeah. And then we so, we, so we jump out of the narration for yeah, like right. some quips from Nick, yeah. um, where Bernard's like, oh, like all that happened, and th- then wait, there's gonna be more, and Nick's like, is he gonna cause him to like ride a camel off a cliff? Yeah, well, no, because well, that's after they talk. To, yeah, it's uh, after they talk to God. Yeah, after Satan and and um, and God chat again. Yep. Which I have no new comments. Yeah, yeah. same yep. criticism as yeah. the first time. And then they have. Um, and basically, like, the summary of that is, 
uh, like Satan's like, well, you know, you see, you if you let me touch his body, see, like he won't, he'll curse you and die. <laughs> Satan see? a pedophile, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, probably. I, yeah, <laughs> it seems likely. I guess just pervert. Yeah. Job's not really a kid at this point. He does have ten children. <laughs> yeah. Quote had. Ten, ten children. children. Yeah. I feel like I need to. And then he gets that. a pre pro Like, yeah. Job is getting down. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but. Like, so yeah, it's it's the it's the cause him to ride a camel, or is he gonna cause him to ride a camel off a cliff? And Bernard's like, no, it's worse. And yeah. then And then he's. So they talk about they talk about the the boils, the boils and that stuff mm-hmm. scraping then, himself with pottery sitting yeah in ashes. and Lisa's just like ew gross yeah which fair yeah boils uh, ashes scraping yourself with pottery no thank you yeah count me out that's um, uh, nine <laughs> and then and then he starts to rattle off the names of the people coming to visit and Nick says why does everyone in the Bible sound like they were named during a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> excellent point i mean that's fair it's eliphaz bildad zophar and elihu yep <laughs> i mean elihu definitely yeah yeah and and uh and zebulon and zophar as, yeah. as well everyone's a sneeze yeah job job's not a sneeze job's, job's not a sneeze job's a hiccup yeah job. yeah job <laughs> definitely <laughs> that's a beautiful sound bite for all you out there new job. text tone <laughs> Joe, <laughs> welcome. Um, yeah, and then so basically, this is this is when uh, the friends um, come. No, this is when his wife comes and is like, "Curse God and die." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she's a Nick's butt. Like, yeah, Can I just say like, she's like the worst wife? Yeah. Does basically. Joe's wife have a name in the scripture? No, because she definitely doesn't on the wiki. Nope. Well, and then it's, Nick it's replies, Job's wife, and she's voiced by uh, Tracy Mulligan's voice actor as well. Nick, uh, Nick nice. replies, "What a pleasant shrew she was." <laughs> what what is a pleasant shrew? I feel like, like that's like sarcasm. backhanded. Yeah, definitely. But also, how often the fact that Nick's calling a people a shrew? Like what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know Nick very well, but that doesn't seem to fit with his character. It doesn't seem to fit with anybody. Like, calling somebody a shrew makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick's character is that he's a weird Brooklyn joke machine. Yeah. Yeah, so shrew is not... And Bernard is a uh, country boy joke machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't fit anyone. <laughs> oh, man. Red. Um, And then, yeah, uh... What so we have? This is yeah. where we get the thirty-five chapters bit. Where... Well, the yep. three friends come first. Yeah. Oh yeah, that he all clumps that in once. Yep. And that feels bad. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a real quick moment that we hop back into Job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here where it's just like, yeah, the friends come. There are boils. His wife says, you know, curse God people, God and now we're moving on. Yeah. And, and I feel like this is like where a good majority, <laughs> like this is like when he jokes about like. There's a lot of good flaws. Like he's not wrong. No, I like know. this is yeah. like this is good stuff. Yeah, but like it is also we're adapting this for children, and that's fair. So, like this isn't so, like, something that a bunch of you know six year olds would enjoy listening to at this point. And so, like in that way, I can appreciate Bernard's like, look, there's good stuff here, but we're gonna keep moving. Yeah, yeah we've I, got I twenty five or twenty five minutes. Yeah, and then well and. And we get, like, some very strange, strained, like, voice acting response from him where he's like, Oh, God, why? Like, 
like, don't abandon me. Tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> His impression's too good. Like, I don't that understand. That is quality. I don't understand it. <laughs> I genuinely am like, is that is that in there? Is that in there where he's like, God, don't leave me. Just tell me what I did wrong. Uh, that sounds familiar. I, I can't yeah. pull that exact thing. But I... Okay. Three friends. Good friends. Those are good people. Right? Like... You know, I, okay, so I'm old. Yeah. My kids die. Yeah. I'm weeping. I have sores. I'm sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Oh, my, and all of my live, all like all every, of his livestock, his storehouse, my livelihood. Why couldn't, why couldn't if Satan killed his wife too? Oof. Rip. Uh, she plays an important part in the story later, and also <laughs> has ten more kids. So yeah. plot yeah. convenience. Plot we convenience. We can't kill Job's wife. <laughs> um, no, but like. Well, if you want, like, a biblical answer, it could be because two become one flesh. You can't kill him. Don't kill his wife because they're the same. Ooh. If you want... Is that, like, the transitive property of souls? Well, well think think about, like, in Genesis where it talks about, therefore, a man will leave his father or mother and and will cleave to yeah. his wife a, and they like, will become one. Yeah. Like, right. Like, yeah, if, if God's saying, hey, hands off Job... You also can't touch his wife yeah. because they are... They are one. The, they the, might the be person. considered one. Yeah. 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 Now, again, I'm extrapolating. That's yeah, not explicitly but said, that's but... not a bad extrapolation considering yeah. everything else that happens to Job. Yeah. It's, it does seem weird to overlook the wife. Yeah. yeah. And and so, like, these friends, like, they see Job suffering. And, and if I were to suffer in this way, right... Also, quick note, livestock, all of that, like, that's all of his money and mm-hmm. wealth. Yeah, like, right. it's not he like he has, like, a, a bank where he has, like, gold. <laughs> like, yeah. all that this man has is gone. Like, right. literally nothing. Completely. This man is homeless. Which is often something we're like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, he lost his sheep and stuff, but, like, you know, he can go buy more. No, he can't. Like, it's over. Yeah. Right. Anyway. It's all trade-based right now. Yes. There is no money. <laughs> if all of your possessions are gone everything's gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is no visa yeah anyway could you venmo me a sheep venmo for livestock is a great idea <laughs> i would anyway he's suffering terribly and his friends see him suffering and instead of like saying anything or like trying to be like ah pick yourself up champ they're like no we're going to sit with you and weep for you and, you know, also tear our robes and sprinkle dust on our heads and look towards heaven and, you know, just be with you in this time, which is like a really great response for friends. Cause not, it's not always that you need like, you know, advice or they don't, someone you to don't tell you to make what it to better. Do. Yeah. yeah Sometimes it's just yeah. exactly like, I just need you to be with me. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that throughout other places in scripture, but this is a beautiful way of saying it. And they just completely ignore it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like they don't even, he right. talks about his friends only in the bad light, which yes. they do do bad things. That's, that's, that's the not... thing is it's, it's both in the text. Exactly. You can't, to understand these three friends and like they're standing with Job and why he's even conversing with them. Like it's worth understanding that they aren't all bad. And yeah. even their understanding of right and wrong and justice isn't inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't understand completely. The funny thing is that the one person that seems to be completely wrong across the episode and the text is his wife. And she yes. doesn't die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she she doesn't have any sort of like, repercussions they, yeah. or anything. Other She's than... Just, 
other than the extension of being like a woman in that era and basically having no personal belongings and you know job telling her off yeah but like that's it anyway <laughs> go sit in your non-existent room <laughs> exactly and then i had written down so when he talks about the the great philosophy yeah. i had three like big things and we don't necessarily have to talk about them because we could talk about them for hours but the the three like big philosophies of job in this section is is it better to live and suffer or never to live at all right yep uh the second is suffering is only based on what you have done uh mm. and the quote is god does not forget a good man uh, mm -hmm. which is basically just an understanding of the theology and philosophy of suffering and the other one is found in chapter 21, which they don't even mention at all, uh, is why should the wicked live and prosper mm. um, if yeah. God is just? So, which are huge things yes. that even non-Christians bring up constantly exactly. as what is going on here. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's even, like, a lot of these questions are beyond scripture. Like... Mm -hmm. I've heard it. I've heard it described as like the Christian Odyssey, as the dichotomy of how can an all-powerful and all-loving God exist alongside and allow suffering. Yeah, and like, that's and that's like and this the big show thing. is an adventure in that. Yeah. Wow. I, I guess well so. I, uh, and like oh, this is. Oh, <laughs> no. I hated that. I'm so we were sorry. getting real deep, I, and I, you just pulled us right I know, back I out. I immediately felt bad, but I couldn't pass it off. <laughs> but. But Andrew, what you're saying is exactly right. Like that's that's one of the big questions that other people will bring to other religions as well. But Christianity yeah. is like, if your God is all powerful, how can these things happen? And that's well, and I feel like that's a question that Lisa could definitely be having at this point in time. I think there that's a question that a lot of Christians have. Like, yeah. if you're if you're brought to a point as either a new Christian or even a Christian as well established and never experienced intense suffering. And you're brought to this place of either you are suffering mm -hmm. or someone you care about is suffering deeply and, and you haven't had to wrestle with this before. Mm -hmm. Like, th this can ruin someone's faith. Like, yeah. this, a poor understanding yeah. of suffering can, can terminate a faith mm -hmm. uh, if, if, you aren't, if you aren't willing yeah, to wrestling, learn it. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling, wrestling with the concept of God's role in suffering is, I mean, like arguably the toughest challenge to faith like faith is you know believing despite lack of evidence or you know concrete evidence to a certain extent yeah it would be a way of interpreting it and suffering is arguably the greatest test to faith right yeah it, yeah i mean suffering is is a really easy way for people christians and not to point out what's wrong mm -hmm. uh, yeah both with the world, with God, with religion, whatever, since suffering is inherently wrong to humans, like it feels mm -hmm. wrong, like, oh, this shouldn't be happening, which if you're atheist, you can't have that mm -hmm. just for what it's worth. <laughs> um, when, you, when you have this inherent feeling of wrongness, this like, like a moral code, mm -hmm. right, and suffering happens, like you, you know that that's not right. Mm -hmm. And so trying to balance that against an all-powerful god is something that we can get into but that's that's a really hard line to tow and that's that is the christian's line to tow and so that's it's wolf difficult died. yeah what wolf died wolf i was died. gonna say i was gonna say all of that being said the suffering that lisa is experiencing in this episode is that she had a bad week at school 
and her sickly dog died. Yeah. Which we just find out then. Like, we, like her mom right comes now. in. And oh, sorry, like, yeah. Her sickly dog got hit by a car. That's yeah. why... That's why Bernard is, is talking about, like, joke. the pinnacle of text about suffering yeah. in the most horrific ways. And it's because, you know, her dog might die. Yeah. And, Which, I, like, and, and to be like, don't be self-righteous, like, <laughs> the least empathetic thing is like, don't think you don't deserve this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. As Christians, we all deserve, deserve to suffer, so it's okay that your dog is currently dying yeah, because yeah. your Man adopted up. brother you deserve it. We live in a fallen it with world. a car <laughs> while he cannot drive. Yeah. <laughs> while he was just going back and forth. <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah, and then um, so we find out Wolf dies. Yep. Um, mom is like, obviously very upset. Lisa runs away. And she knows. Lisa points at Nick and calls him a murderer. Yeah. And, and then, then runs, runs away. away. Which fair and also can she see nick no i don't know that she points she accuses oh, okay. nick oh, of being oh, okay. a murderer <laughs> you it's an audio medium so i can't tell whether or not she points yeah yeah that's fair that's exactly right <laughs> anyway um so so nick yeah so nick like full on disappears um yeah. and bernard um, goes finds no like bernard's like getting ready to leave mm-hmm. yeah and then tracy's like hey i still can't find nick found lisa she's up in the hayloft i'm gonna go talk to her and he's like well why don't i because <laughs> i'm dad yeah <laughs> which is i am the neighborhood window washer <laughs> let me counsel your children so yeah so, where is who uh mike mulligan is the dad where, where's where's i guess he's work business maybe? trip perhaps <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can't be a Christian father and go on business trips. What are You're you right. talking about, Andrew? That's He's my right. dad, though. He went on business trips all the time. Oh my gosh, my dad's not a Christian. <laughs> oh no. And Sorry, Brian. Yeah, so Bernard climbs up onto the hayloft, fakes falling off to torment the blind girl, and <laughs> then... <laughs> and then he's like, see, you're so compassionate. And yeah. also oh, self-righteous. For plot. <laughs> for plot alone. He does this only for plot. There is no other purpose to him falling other than to set up, she's a kind, compassionate girl, to make her forgive Nick later. Like, he basically just guilts the crap out of her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is not... That's a... <laughs> that's a for the Catholic Church, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> Take that, Constantine. <laughs> we are really going at you today. Buddy, I, I haven't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, After Hours podcast is just, just hating on the Christian Empire. <laughs> ugh, I would love to do a podcast <laughs> where we just rip on church tradition. Hey. Not all church tradition, because some liturgy's baller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but some is... Ugh. I'd, do whack, a chur- I'd do a church history podcast. All right, we're they falling so off the rails. Let's bring it back. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the old man goes up and <laughs> falls just for the sake of proving that she has compassion. Mm-hmm. And then he gets into Job getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, we need to talk about what Job does wrong, which he talks about with Elihu very briefly in the section before. Um, so Job, somewhere through here, uh, tells God to answer him. He's like, answer me. Why am I being punished? This is wrong that you are being unjust towards me because mm-hmm. I am righteous. I have not done anything wrong. I have offered sacrifices. I have offered sacrifices for my children. Mm-hmm. I have like I have done everything and yet I am being punished and this isn't right. And then Elihu jumps in 
baller dude who often gets a bad rap, but he speaks for God in the sense that he's like, look, I was young. I was going to wait for all you oldies to fight it out. And now I'm going to jump in and hit you with this. And basically he's like, all of you who are saying that, you know, Joe must have done something wrong. You're wrong because that's not how suffering works. Yeah. And then to Job, he's like, you are bad because you're claiming to talk to God in that way. And like, no, like you don't get to demand things from the all powerful Mm. creator of the universe, which is where we get to God saying, dress yourself like a man and prepare for battle. I will question you and you will answer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is the, like, is there like, there are a few moments in the Bible like this in the sense where it's like, and honestly, the only, the, the only other time I can think of it is like, God hates all these sins, but God opposes the proud. And you're like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean for God to oppose you? <laughs> yeah. Like, what does it mean to get dressed on a Sunday, go out for a game, and on the other side of the field is God? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, the, the other that's like also God speaking down is the uh saul why are you persecuting me Oof. yeah Which is... yeah <laughs> and the other one that comes to my mind is jesus in the temple oh, where he's yeah. like righteous anger <laughs> flipping tables like yeah. going on a rampage he's like you have soiled the house of the lord but, but even those things like so jesus is a dude that they don't quite fully understand That's is true is fully god and in saul's case like God's asking a question and appears as a spirit. He's like, why are you persecuting me? And he's like, oh, I misunderstood. This is God being like, That's true. In those those (laughs) circumstances, at least the people don't have a full conceptual understanding of what's happening. Whereas in Job, it's like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, And it's even like, it's very adversarial, like you were saying. Like, Like, dress yourself and... Face me like a man. Yeah. Right. Like, have you seen. And then the things that he says to him? Yeah. Like, can I just say? Like, it is. He it goes is Adam. intense. Epic rap battles of theology right here. Right? <laughs> like, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurement? Surely you know. Yeah. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid the cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for glory. Like, he's literally sassing the yes. crap out of That's Job. Exactly like, that. surely you know. Like, I literally just read that. Like, that yeah. was... You all can't see because yep. you're listening. But I... That that's Job thirty eight four to seven. You can read it yourselves. Like <laughs> what, surely what you know are you using the ESV. Oh, the extra you. spiritual He goes version. to Bible school. Exactly. Well, no, I the Bible that I preach out of normally is actually the NIV for yeah. what it's worth. Yeah, yeah but, that's a that's a good choice. Yeah. yeah, you're forgetting the fact that the King James is the only Bible though. Ooh, yeah, that's I true. could it's rip on right some KJV Bible. only people too. I don't know what <gasps> you're. I don't. <laughs> I don't so know bad. what your. I don't know what your uh, audience likes. audiences like. So I don't. I don't want to do that and ruin your podcast for you. But if you want, if, can, if they were, if they were like that, I feel like they would have jumped off a long time. I can ago. give you a a literal reason why you should not use the King James version as your main Bible. Yeah, like yep. scientifically, Save it. it's not right. <laughs> Save it for when you launch your own podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, <laughs> we're already um, on, on like by. a tangent on a tangent in a tangent. The Message Bible. No. Um, 
What were we even saying? Oh, yeah, God challenging Job. Yeah. And Job getting wrecked. Yep. And then is there a break between when he talks about like what the result is or? No. Okay. He just like trucks right on through okay. this thing until he asks her for her conclusion. So the result. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Which is. What? The yeah. result. The result of this is more than what he gives, which I think is also helpful to understand. Like, so Job repents, mm-hmm. which it talks about but it's like a very like humble repentance which isn't i don't know i didn't feel like the audio media quite quite caught what the he full, was saying yeah. yeah he's like i i know that you can do all things and no purpose of yours can be thwarted like and, and he just goes through like you can do this i can't like you can do this i can't and like at the end he's like therefore i despise myself and repent in dust and ashes so and that's, then god's like I'm going to give you all the stuff back, plus more. <laughs> but that happens after the Lord rebukes his friends. Oh, yeah. Now, it's worth noting here, which a lot of people just kind of like, oh, all his friends are rebuked. Elihu is not rebuked. <laughs> Gotta love Elihu. For what it's worth. Like, Elihu is often painted as a bad light as he was an arrogant young man who was, you know, doing these things. Like, mm-hmm. no, what he said was right. <laughs> and what the other guy said was very wrong. Uh, yeah. And so they... They end up having to go offer offerings, and Job has to pray for them, uh, but he won't accept their prayers, but only Job's prayers, uh, because they tried to speak for God, and they didn't, and he was not <laughs> having that. Yeah. And then after that, Job gets all of his stuff restored. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty dope. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, Job is a whack book. Like, right? Like... This this kind of like back and forth with God really doesn't happen in the Old Testament like this anywhere else that I can think of. Yeah, like, the closest thing I would think would be like Mount of Sinai. Yeah, when Moses goes but up. Even then, yeah, but even then, it's not really a back and forth. It's more Moses being in his presence and listening to what God has to say. You, you could say the burning bush, yeah. where Moses is like, "No, not me, not me." But that's yeah. but that's even, not that's, even like that's brief. Like that's like one chapter. This is yeah. This is a God lot. is speaking for like three chapters. And yeah. the other thing is, like, is it red text? No, because it's not red Jesus. text. Red text, text is Jesus. Yeah, but just wanted to but, no. <laughs> Technically, yes. Aha! My own Bible. <laughs> red text, Job. Get right. <laughs> but I think it is worth noting, like the. Um, I'll make so much money. The the difference between Moses's burning bush thing and and Job's is even more than just length. Like Moses is saying, I'm not ready. Like I'm not. I'm not. Like he's acknowledging his lack of ability, uh, and God is saying, do it with me. Right. Whereas Job is like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I got that. Like that's a very different way yeah. of talking to God. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's and such an interesting, yeah. It's an interesting book, and it's a very I, interesting adaptation. I was gonna say yeah. it's a really interesting way that they chose to tackle that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so we we come out kind of from the story, uh, and we have Job, or and then we have Bernard and, and Lisa kind of kind of recapping what's happening, and then we hear barking. Um, well, well we, we need to talk about yeah, her conclusion we, oh, first. Oh, her conclusion, yeah. that's right. Which How is, your arms, dude. Yeah, yeah, which is... Her conclusion is her arms are too short to box with God. Yeah. So. That's, I, 
feel like that's a really poor way to put it, but I mean, technically, sure. It It's not just that it's a poor way to put it, it's that it's a odd way to put it. Yeah. Not in that, like, that statement is odd, which it is, but it also doesn't sound like something that she would say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not written in Lisa's voice in any way. Yeah. No. It is also, Bernard asks for clarification because he doesn't understand what she means. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to tie into anything. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like a line that was, like, ripped out of something else. Except, yeah. like, as far as I know, it was not. Yeah. But, like, she's just like... He's like, so what did you learn? She's like, my arms are too short to box with God. What? As just this like standalone sentence kind of yeah. said in a void that yeah, makes it like, like a... it's said in a way that like it should had... like freeze frame episode end situation. Right, right. Like, like it feels like that's that's the one liner that they wanted you to come away with. Right. But even that, like even that one liner feels like it doesn't. It doesn't do it justice. Capture, yeah, no. the gravity of what you just... Even even not talking about the stuff that we talked about here, like, even what was in the podcast, like, my arms are too short to box with God, like, that doesn't talk about suffering at all. That doesn't talk about, like, Joe being restored. All this is saying is, I'm not able to mess with God, which I guess is true, but, like, you're ignoring... Right. Well, the reason that you even had this story. And it do- right. Well, that's exactly it. Is it mm. doesn't even tie up her storyline in her adopted brother killed her dog and she needs to forgive him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or even she- or even just dealing with suffering. Right. E- yeah. Even just un- like her understanding of suffering will not be changed by my arms are too short to box with God. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that what what this story does that I think that it misses out on a lot of there was a whole relationship that Job had with God that was apparently very strong and like Job genuinely I believe in his thoughts words and actions loved God and that is glossed over completely and the sense of his love for God was super like it was taken over by his self-righteousness and that's where it, like that's where he goes wrong yeah and like like even when even when um even when god is talking about job like in in the episode uh like to satan and stuff like you know he he is reverent he fears me like we get this idea of we get you know zeus sitting in a chair of god which is yeah. True, and maybe that is, to a certain extent, how Job experienced him. But, I mean, if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, like, my guess is there was a lot more to that there. And I think that that relationship and, like, that influences his willingness to be humble and to come back around and be like, no, God, like, I love you and I understand that, like, you are in control here and you are good and that is why I submit to you and I do not I do not believe that I don't deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I I was just gonna say that it's so interesting that this episode like if you were to because typically of and this is true across mediums, this is an honesty specific thing, the moral that you're supposed to get out of the piece of media, if it's supposed to have a moral, is like 
the th- last thing in the episode thematically. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing in this episode thematically is forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the perceived point of the episode is, is suffering. suffering. Yeah. Which, for the record, Job does not really talk about forgiveness other than God forgiving right. Job. Job and the friends. Yeah. And, like, the official Adventures in Honesty themes for this episode are trust and suffering. Yeah, that's not... Yeah. And and the one thing... Which I don't even know where the trust really is. I guess trusting God. Trusting God in despite suffering. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, it's but, just... But trust does not... Like, trust... The opposite of trust is not self-righteousness. Yeah. And if self-righteousness is the sin, what he should have been doing is you know being humble like right and that be the theme like yeah yeah you would think and, and the one thing i wanted to jump on andrew that you had said uh was like you know trusting that god is good all the time regardless um and and one of the things that i think is a key distinction that we need to make is the difference between god being good and god being kind yeah exactly oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. because oftentimes when people hear god is good they think good things oh, happen he's very kind no I, you don't have to look far in the old... Te- literally, we did a whole book on it just now. Yeah. But, like, outside of this, feel free to literally read the Bible and you will find times where God is good and he's faithful and he cares. And just. And just, but he's not kind. Literally, Israel's entire history is God being good and just and faithful, but not kind. Right. Because it that's not and, just. And occasionally he does do things that they see as kind and it is bad for them. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you want Reed. a king so bad? I'll give you a king. And then we get say. all the bad kings. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, so I think I think that's, in today's that Christianity especially, where good and kind are thrown together in songs, are treated as synonymous, and are, and are, are used interchangeably, it is very dangerous to make that comparison because they are so very different. And it changes the way that you view theology if you mm-hmm. view God as kind as to God as good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great. That's an excellent point. point. And I, yeah. And then the episode basically <laughs> ends with Lisa forgiving Nick and uh, giving Nick a puppy. And... Named well, Joe. So Nick, Nick Joe. finds a whole bunch of pu- free There's puppies. There's a whole litter of free puppies down the road and he's like they were all free so i took him and his mom's like ah it's fine we've already got a farm what mom is this yeah okay Uh, another thing he does this he does this to make up for killing her first dog wolf right so in this scenario nick is god and Nick is not God. Yeah. <laughs> like, Correct. Yeah. So, and, and the way that this is even portraying that, it's like, she Lisa is forgiving God. Like, because she's forgiving Nick, who took away and then gave back. Which You're is right. Nick which is, is God. Oh, that's which is a, so bad. Which is something I didn't notice until literally yeah. just now as I'm sitting here. You're like, right, because it's the whole thing of God then get after he and job reconcile god gives job all everything like everything and more and in this nick kills the dog and so he brings puppies plural yeah Yeah. which which is entirely so theologically flawed i can't even begin like that's so bad that that's analogous And, and and that's the analogy that they're drawing through the whole thing like there is taking away god and nick do that 
There is suffering in the middle and people being angry towards them. Job and Lisa are supposed to be the same. Right. They're both mad at God and Nick, respectively. Yep. And then you get to the end and they both return. But Job doesn't forgive God. Job goes before God and is like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done yeah. what I did. And Lisa goes before Nick and is like, I guess I'll forgive you. Like, and then he's like, puppy! And she's like, ah, yeah, you can even have one! Like, what? Yeah, well, and the best part is that she doesn't agree to give Nick one until Bernard pulls her aside and is like, hey, remember when I fell and you were compassionate? And this... Show some <laughs> compassion to your brother yeah. and give him a puppy. And this comes back to that stupid... Like... Or no, he doesn't actually say give him a puppy. She, he just says show some yeah. compassion. Show and some she compa- comes up with so, the puppy No, on he doesn't own. even say that. He just talks about hurting. He's like, remember how you showed compassion when I was hurting? Nick's Well, I think there's someone now. else who's still hurting, and it's Nick right now. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, no. And so she gives him a puppy. And, and, and they Nick, name it Job. Right. Nick names the puppy Job. Keep in mind. He only names it that because she names it that. Oh, First does, off, she, she gives it the name, and oh, he's like, Job, I like that. Oh, okay. Because I... I had written down that Nick had named it, and I was like, Nick doesn't even get to hear the end of this story. So yeah. he now has a dog named for a guy that he just thinks a bunch of bad stuff happened to. Now, now even still, even even if he had, or she names it, right? Like, right. He still has a dog yes. that just a bunch of bad things have happened. It doesn't matter who right. names it. He's like, Job, I love that name. Right. No, you the don't. The only yeah. part of the Job story you know is that everyone in his life died and then he was covered in boils and then you left. <laughs> yeah, like you missed this, you missed this the turnaround. This episode is so whack. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I didn't know we would be getting this much into the weeds of some very twisted theology, uh, yeah, but well, we're I here now. Like, uh, I just... Yeah, this is a this is a a stretch at best, and it like at first glance it really isn't. You're like, yeah. okay, whatever. Like you kind of don't think twice about it. Yeah, I yeah. The more that I talk about it, the more I'm like, wow, this is really not. <laughs> well, and then yeah, and then Lisa's takeaway back in the barn is. Like, whenever I think life isn't treating me fair, I need to put the blame where it deserves. Okay, and that... Mm, yeah, and we forgot to hit on that. Okay, so that's that's important, and we need to talk yes, about this. Yes, we do. We were, so, yep. where the blame deserves to go, she says it's either on myself or on Satan. Yep. <sighs> yeah. So, so <laughs> the, remember the first part of this story in which Job was still in the good? Yes. And God allowed satan to do these things so who do you put the blame on that's the big question now to give an answer is is foolish because i am not uh, a phd theologian but i can play along yet is a strong word yeah yeah. anyway by his book coming out in 20 years if i wanted to i could go straight through and get my phd in Eight more years? Less. (laughs) Eight years. Point is, that is completely off topic. Not what we're talking about. We're talking about where the blame goes. (laughs) So so there's a couple ways to to view this. On one hand, yes, the blame can be on you. And that's where it gets to at the end of Job. Like, God is just. And when you do something Mm -hmm. wrong, there are often consequences. But that's not always it. Yep. So... 
so on one hand, yes, his friends weren't inherently wrong in what they were saying, but they had a, a limited view of the scope of this theology of suffering and why it happens. Well, and I think just the idea of blame is so trivial. Yeah. I think, like, in yeah. the sense where it's like, well, it has to have some reason. And, like, it is maybe such, well, it's it does such a childish way of looking at yeah, things. Exactly. Of, like, there is a person to blame. Yeah. That's also, not to cut you off, but that's also really bad theology to be blaming yourself mm-hmm. for like you're it's like bad things that happen are, are happening and that is my fault now yeah. i yes but it is important to also note that it could oh, be yeah, your yeah, fault yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just but, don't don't always assume that very well, oh my car broke down today right i've been a sinner that's, yeah, that's exactly yeah. 30 lashes for me don't yes this is not the scarlet god, letter like, this is yeah. what god likes like, yeah don't don't stub your toe and be like oh no what did i do or earlier yeah. oh i think i spoke a little too like harshly towards my mother that's that must be why i stubbed my toe like it's that is what it is to be that's Catholic. the slope that the we scarlet are trying letter. to avoid yeah. and and so i think i think if we want to you know try and tidy this up nicely without going into a few hours more of discussion because <laughs> we've already been here just a while um when you when you consider suffering you go back to the beginning of suffering which is the fall and at the fall suffering was entered into the world and the reason that it still exists and why it's allowed is because god wants free choice and free will for his people to choose to love him and to do all that and if there was no suffering then he's also you know taking away the ability to choose to follow him if that mm-hmm. makes sense now that is literally hundreds of dissertations that i've summed up in like right. three sentences so <laughs> but i i mean yeah that you did it well you some like yeah because yeah. the the alternative point of view is that um god has planned out everything and everything happens for his glory and that suffering and whatever like it ultimately it's it's all a part of a book that we don't know the ending of yet and i think in part that's correct yes so he does he know it all and does he plan it all like does he i think he does i think does, does he ordain you stubbing your toe yes interesting and and here's here's why i am i am a good calvinist in this respect i was gonna say we've uh, got we've got our <laughs> and, and while okay i'm not a good calvinist because i think that free will is still a thing but i think that god knows since the beginning of time and so yes you know, we have free will and that we can choose these choices, but God knows what we're going to pick. Yeah, exactly. And and so, yes, God has ordained that we're going to stub our toe. And I think that there are even times when God... But is awareness God... the same as ordainment? That's a tricky game. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and that think... would be where, where like, I fall. Because I completely agree with you that God knows exactly. And, like, to think that God views time as a linear thing is kind of foolish. Yes. Uh, and so, yes. like... He understands what's going to happen. I think that the mistake that that this episode specifically makes is that this, like, you shouldn't, like you said, like, the response to bad things happening isn't necessarily shame and blaming yourself and finding reasons to hate yourself because I don't think that that's what God wants yeah. i think that it's bad things can spur on um reevaluation it can spur on you know uh 
discussion. It can spur on deeper relationship. And suffering can also take you away from relationship and can drive you away from those discussions. And sometimes even for good reason. Yeah, exactly. And and so I think, I think to claim that, and I think Job, if we look at the end of this, Job comes out a better man than he went in. Yeah. And, and so while... And he went in... A, a good really man, a good man. Yeah. literally like he went from the mouth he's, of God. He's better than I am. Yeah, like, yeah. And and so I think I think and you're a biblical scholar. <laughs> strong words. I think that I think there are a few ways to view suffering, and I'll wrap this up so that way I'm not talking about this for another yeah, yeah. forty minutes. But like, I, I think suffering ultimately can be traced back to the fall in Genesis, and that's why suffering exists. Mm-hmm. Suffering's purpose in this world, I think you could even claim, is threefold. Uh, the first being, you know, you did something and this is justice. That is a way that suffering works, mm-hmm. but it's not the only way. I think the other way is for the growth of the individual. Yeah. Uh, the that kind is, of purification by fire analogy. Yes. And I think that can ordain in the sense that God has decided that you will do this mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think that that is, that is a legitimate way to look at it. Yeah. That God can ordain suffering. And I think that's in part what we see here in Job. And then I think the third way is trial and tribulation from Satan in an effort to draw you away from yeah. Christ. So I think... Screw tape letters. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, C.S. Lewis does a great job of explaining that idea of suffering in the screw tape letters. Mm-hmm. And the screw tape letters talks about other things too. But um, I, I think ultimately, this is an oversimplification, but I think if we look at it in those three ways, that helps us... like understand as we evaluate our suffering like it's not just i did something wrong therefore this happens and it's not necessarily just that you know satan's trying to pull me away so i can blame satan Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's god putting you through something for a reason yeah and to rule out judgment is also foolish so i think that i think that when you come into suffering and, and something that i try and keep in my mind is like trying to evaluate like all right where am i at like, what's yeah. going on? What's happening in my what life? What is the purpose? And, like, right. not necessarily what is the purpose and what is the cause, but more so just understanding that it's not, it's probably not as simple as I think it is. Yeah. And, and that at the end of the day, like, I need to submit my thought, word, and deed to, like, you know, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yeah, the right. appropriate... That's- Oh, I was going to say, that's exactly it. It's the key when hit with suffering, regardless of what category it falls into, is to turn to God. Amen. And if you look at the beginning of Job, when he was still blameless, that's what he did. Like, the first thing that he did when he got all of this terrible stuff happened to him, even when he was in boils and stuff, like, he he ripped his clothes, he sat in ashes, and he wept and praised God. Because that is the correct response, regardless of the reason for suffering. And so when you go into suffering like that, it it completely changes the way you look at suffering. Because it's no longer yeah. just purposeless mm-hmm. pain. Yeah. Like well, and you see and you see that so much, like I mean, to make it even more modern day, like people talk so much about um, stuff like anxiety, stuff like depression, like that is something that turns you inward. And how do you combat those things? You praise and you are thankful and that turns you outward and that's that's job's response there like he could have turned inward and then he eventually did and that's where the self-righteousness came from or you know to go with the analogy like that's where like a depression or something like that can come from yeah um but but i believe the the holy you know the holy response is 
is you know praise and thanksgiving yeah and trusting in who god is and i know you also agree with this but just a note that i think is a really important disclaimer is anxiety and depression and things like that can also be chemical imbalances yeah, and in your brain. That, yeah, are, yeah. that are like I, I mean yes praise god and he has the ability to heal and that's fantastic and he can do that right. through medicine and, and that's the other thing so yeah so if if you are dealing with anxiety or depression like yes see a counselor yes seek god these are amazing things but also do not rule out medicine and claim that it is a trial that you're going through and refuse yeah. to seek yeah. help for the sake of being holy or righteous because that's not it <laughs> that, yeah. so that is not it chief. So, so on some hands yes it can be and you know sadness depression like, hotline in the show notes yes yeah that, I, but I, that I, is important we, yep. i, I want to add that yeah. caveat yeah yeah, that yeah in some cases yes like it can be a spiritual well, thing I, I would say maybe but, like yeah, more to, to clarify like uh not necessarily like clinical depression but like depressed feelings yes. anxious feelings that's a yeah. great i think that's a much better way to put it yeah in yeah. a non-clinical yeah way yeah. it can be something where you know a spiritual revitalization can be a really helpful way to yeah. to deal with that. Yep. But also medicine. But, but also, also medicine. medicine. Amen. Resident nurse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um I I'll just I'll, can I can I take us out on just a I think it's interesting the discussion questions for this episode, not actually to answer them, but I just want to read bits and pieces of them because Everything that we criticized this episode for is what it's, supposed, the to be there? That oh, it's supposed to be about. <laughs> of course, thanks, folks. Which on is the family. Uh, why did Bernard pick this particular time to tell the story of Job to Lisa? It was a poor choice. <laughs> yeah. I'll answer all these in one sentence. Ready? Let's do it. Lisa said that her arms were too short to box with God. What did she mean by that? Nothing good. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a really bad day? Yes. Job had some really bad times. What did he do? Oh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's just like, I was just like glancing at him because I usually try to. And it's just like, yep, we talked about all of this stuff, but we criticized it. And apparently it was the crux of the episode. <laughs> that's, that is both good that that's what they were. Yeah. Like those were yeah. the questions and that's what we talked about. So yeah. I guess they sparked the yep. right things. But it's bad because they, they definitely... They pointed all the wrong ways. <laughs> they, they pointed yeah. those answers to not where we went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Closing right. thoughts on the episode? Oh, I think all my thoughts are on the table here. Yeah, yeah. me too. It was, it was an episode. It was not what I thought it would be when I picked Neither it. Neither did I. <laughs> and it is not what I thought it would be after listening to it three times after sitting here and talking through it with you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast, yes, Drew. And, yeah. Um, it was fantastic. I'd love thank to come you. back. <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we could do that. We can make that happen. Um, you got anything you want to plug? I mean, we, we can uh, throw in your episodes of the Andrew Sabo podcast. Yeah. You were on yeah. one by yourself, one with Nathan one with Nathan. Yep. The one with um, Nathan was entirely visual and inside jokes <laughs> that yeah. 90% of the viewers will not experience, yeah. but yeah. it was full of giggles. Um, anything else I want to plug? No, I don't have yeah. anything else. I don't have a that's... podcast or a Twitter or anything. So No, that's yeah. totally fair. What about you? You got anything to plug? Um, I don't have anything this week. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I mean, I'll just plug my instagram and my twitter uh it's just at andrew sabo on both things uh you have an underscore on oh twitter. and on twitter it's yeah andrew underscore sabo thank you anytime uh, <laughs> um and then uh don't follow me on facebook i don't use it um 
The other thing I want to hit on quick before we go out is just that we did have not a new review on Apple Podcasts, but an updated review on Apple Podcasts. Is it lower now? No. <laughs> so this is, this is from uh, Heavy Kevine, who we've talked about previously. He's yeah. been our one four-star review. Yeah. He has since changed his review to say, love it. Great podcast, but it's not that hard to get into the AIO club. <laughs> you're a hero oh. you have made a good life choice and thank you for that and to be honest i think i was able to make it work but i just don't want to spend the money <laughs> i'm a right. poor college student so yeah and uh we'll be back next week with an episode and maybe a guest <laughs> who knows <laughs> bye guys bye yes and amen Quadfam Chalkpot is a presentation for its podcast co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpot on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpot at gmail.com. Episode 48, Bernard and Job, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, with special guest Drew Huber. It was edited by Dylan Weaver, that's me, and I'm hoping you'll join us next time for more of the Wadfam Chalk Pod.